My biggest goal is to someday get permission to use Led Zeppelin's Traveling Riverside Blues as my intro. Until then, it'll just have to play in our heads. Welcome back to the next edition of Mike Doubt. I'm your host, Mike Hernandez, and today I'm going to pick up where I left off talking about a business plan, and in particular, organization and marketing plans, and uh, why those are so important. Uh, I wanted to uh, preface this by talking to you about a conversation I had with uh, somebody from Germany today. And, uh, you know, he said he's just, uh, you know, sitting here waiting to see kind of what's going to happen. And I know a lot of people have adapted that mindset. Uh, but again, this is a great time to take some action on any ideas or things that you might have come up with in the past. Um, it's a perfect opportunity for you to get the ball rolling, get moving on something. And um, I, I also wanted to bring up a thought that I had today. If you're an organization, if you're uh, or an individual, uh, maybe a small business owner, Right now is a great time moving forward. You know, again, the landscape's going to change, but this is a perfect time for you to get ahead of the game. You really need to start investing in your technological infrastructure, your technological capabilities. I know that people are looking at potentially just staying with this work from remote, work from home. Companies might think, hey, this is great. We're saving money. So... Uh, I would strongly suggest, urge you to look at your technological capabilities. Do you have the bandwidth? Do you have, uh, you know, maybe the equipment, the gear that you need to be able to be successful? Uh, the example that I give is um, I had a laptop. Uh, it's a gaming laptop, and I, I was telling somebody this today. And uh, it works really good. That's what I'm recording this on, as a matter of fact. Uh, but I also have a desktop, and my desktop is um, the components that I had, you know, I, I, I custom built, I guess, um, are, are, are better. So it will render videos, it'll render audio, it'll do things so much quicker. I'm going to say um, it takes about three to four times longer to do it on my laptop, and that's because I have a good laptop. It's a gaming laptop. But uh, it's got a good processor. It's got, you know, RAM, all that stuff. But my lap, my, my desktop is, is, is better. So um, why is that important? Why should you care? And I'm not saying you have to go out and, you know, build a massive, um, you know, computer or, uh, you know, the infrastructure. But I'm just saying be aware of that. Be cognizant of that because... If I have jobs coming in, gigs coming in, and I can produce those faster and, and get those things rendered faster, get the video files rendered faster, all that work faster, uh, it leads to obviously better productivity, better, you know, better efficiency. And I'm able to maybe outperform, if all of the things were equal, somebody else who might take longer or, or somebody. So as, as you're going through, and if you do come across any 
additional money or any additional funds just to try to budget for that because uh, the world is just kind of going in that direction. But getting back to where we were talking about yesterday in a business plan, so you should have an organization and a marketing plan. And, you know, what do those, you know, what do those things entail? What, what, what do we need to know about those? Well, think about your organization. You know, what, what are, you know, what kind of organization do you want to build? What do you see in your head? What, what are you proposing? Uh, same thing with a product. What kind of product uh, are you going to try to bring to market? And then you're also going to need a marketing plan. So these are things that you need to really give some thought as you go forward with uh, the next phase, I guess, of your uh, of your plan. So we're going to talk about the types of business ownerships, the number of business owners, percentage owned by each, and how each is involved. So if you are partnering up with somebody, you need to determine what you're going to, you know, how you're going to split the equity. Uh, is it, are you going to be 50-50 partners? Um, and I'm going to actually type something because I just remembered something. Uh, or is somebody going to, uh, you know, have controlling interest? And, and is it going to be based on, uh, are you going to be basing it off the money they're putting in, the work that they're doing? A lot of times when you try to attract, you know, as you as you move along, uh, you're going to have to attract maybe the talent that you need. Yesterday I said, hey, you need to be self-aware. And there are going to be things that you're not going to be able to do. Um, but you have to think about those things when you are determining the direction of your organization. I'm trying to find this. Um, there was a software that I remember reading about, uh, and it and it uh, mentioned the guy had a software, and he would tell you how you were supposed to split equity. But um, I can't seem to find that right now. I'll try to get back and, and take a look at that. Um, you also need to look at the management profile. So we're going to identify who who's running the company, who's managing the company, maybe their education, prior employment, you know, things that I mentioned yesterday, defining characteristics, uh, what separates them, what, what makes them stand out, and their obligations to the business and any obligations the business has to them. Um, we need to look at personnel needs and organizational structure, number of employees, functions of each department, uh, and the lines of communication within and among departments. So I've always thought that the first person I am going to hire, and a lot of people may disagree, um, is an HR person, because I want to make sure that I would set up a foundation solidly and that I have everything, all my ducks in a row. And uh, I, I might follow that up at some point uh, with a court jester. Um, it's kind of a joke, but uh, I used to work with somebody, or actually this employee was uh, one of my um, 
she uh, was one of my, I guess, direct um, mm, charges, I guess, one of my direct reports. And so uh, she was just hilarious. She was very, very funny. And uh, she was just great for morale. And I, and I used to tell her, her name is Jamie. And I used to say, Jamie, one of these days when I get a company going, uh, I'm going to hire you to be the court jester and uh, just kind of lighten the the mood and stuff, uh, you know, in the organization. But, you you know, you on a serious note, you, I mean, you can do whatever you want, uh, have latitude as the owner to do whatever. But you've got to think about these things. I know I say it jokingly, but at the end of the day, you know, culture is very important to me. And I want to have a place where people can enjoy coming to work. So those are the things that you kind of need to look at type of ownership. I'll, get, I'll recap real quick. How many owners, if it's a partnership, if it's more, and, and how much equity, the percentage owned by each one, you know, how are you going to split that equity? And then we talked about management profile and then personnel needs. Product. What are you proposing? So we need to discuss the business products and services. And then you got to think about Okay, suppliers, where are you going to get the material from if you're going to build a product? Are you going to get, let's just say, for example, you want to do 3D, you know, start a 3D printing business, and you're going to create nuts and bolts. I was talking to a, a young man in Mexico City, and, um, you know, he's into robotics, but he also has, he invested in several 3D printers, and he's printing auto parts for stores in that area, and it's going very, very well. So uh, you got to think about where you're going to get your materials. You're going to need, obviously, the spools. You're going to need any other products, that uh, any materials that, that are required for that. And I think that's really what it is, like a spool of like almost like a plastic. But you, you've got to figure out where you're going to get that from. Uh, if you're going to manufacture how and where the product will be made, and, and you've got to determine that. And, and what's the cost? I know a lot of people have these great ideas and they want to maybe, in my case, I'm, I, I want to brew my own beer. So I can start off in the kitchen, you know, start off doing that. But at some point, if I'm able to grow that and people like the flavor and I market it well, I've got to think about <clears throat> where am I going to get it brewed? Am I going to have to open a brewery myself? It's a lot of money or... Am I going to find somebody who would, you know, who could do that? Uh, then you've also got inventory. You know, how are you going to handle products that the store has that are ready to be sold? Um, in the convenience store industry, we get all kinds of products from different kinds of vendors. But a lot of times uh, you have to carry back stock. They, they will only ship in certain quantities. You can only order in certain quantities. You may just need two because it's a slow selling item, but... They have um, they come in a case of twelve or you know a case of twenty four, and consequently you have all this extra stock. We call it back stock, piling up, and it's not so much that it's piling up. It makes it harder to organize when you have too much, and the other thing is it's money that's just being tied up. So you've got to really think about your inventory procedures. How is your business going to handle the products that you are selling? If you're doing a service or if it's digital. Obviously, that's a whole different scenario, but those are things that you need to consider, and uh, it all depends on the, the, the product that you are proposing, the product that you want to, you know, sell. So 
we have marketing plans also. And essentially what a marketing plan is, it's going to describe strategies that you're going to use, you know, activities. You might have promotions. You might, uh, you know, set up somewhere and uh, do uh, some goodwill or do some donations or community service, you know, things to get involved. Uh, but you've got to consider branding, obviously, packaging. How what are you gonna how what's it gonna look like? Are you gonna box it? If I'm gonna if I'm gonna brew some beer, I've got to think of my beer bottles and what kind of a label am I gonna put on that? How am I gonna promote it? Am I going to uh, <clears throat> have somebody go to these little pubs, little bars, maybe some of these microbreweries? Uh how am I going to advertise? Am I going to do it all on Facebook? Am I going to try to do it word of mouth? Any kind of public relations? And you need to, uh, you know, a, a marketing plan is going to identify any plans that you have for pricing policies. You know, some people want to be, you know, have an everyday low price. You know, they want to get some market share. Some people may want to, you know, have a, a higher end product, higher end beer. Craft beers usually command a, uh, you know, a higher premium, you can get a higher price. So you've got to look at, you know, your base price, any discounts that you might get, you know, your, your sales. This is really important because again, a lot of small business owners and, and I'm, you know, I'm thinking a, a lot of people in the convenience store industry also, which is where I have the bulk of my experience. A lot of times, in talking to people, they they don't they lose track of their costs, the cost of goods. So we come to a situation where you want to get rid of this, but you don't know how much you have in it because you've gone and bought all kinds of different things and you don't really have anything set up, any books, any figures to be able to determine what your margin is. So, you know, by having a plan for all your pricing, you are going to uh, hopefully eliminate some of those headaches and you're going to know hey you know what this hasn't been selling as well as i thought it would be so i can afford to mark it down 25 percent you know 50 percent at some point you you got to figure out you got to know when you're losing money and then you you've got to be able to describe your sales strategies you know what 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 will be used because you're going to get a sales force you're going to get people and that you know they need to understand what the strategy is and you need to know what your projected sales are uh, based off of those strategies. What are you going to do that's going to help you with that? So having, again, an awareness of these things, it takes time. You're not going to get it right out of the gate. But again, if you're just aware of these things uh, going forward as you go along, you have a better chance of getting them right. So... We also have a financial plan, and you need to determine where are you going to get your sources of capital. Are you going to get it from family, personal sources, you know, you, you, your family, maybe your savings, 401k. You typically see people on Shark Tank, and they ask them, how much money do you have into it, uh, you know, out of your pocket? And some people will say 750000 $1.4 million. Whoa. You know, that's a lot of money. <clears throat> and... Um, of course, that tells the, the sharks that, you know, this person is all in. If they're willing to uh, put sink that much of their own money into it, 
But a lot of times they'll say, hey, I've, I've raised $50,000. I raised $100,000 from families and friends. You know, did a Kickstarter campaign, that kind of thing, which are external, you know, sources also. You might get some angel investors, somebody that might have given you uh, some money to, uh, you know, but again, are you giving up equity for that? So those are things that you need to look at. And if you have a financial plan, that's going to kind of give you an idea of what you need to be able to maybe execute the vision that you have in mind. A lot of times you hear these people go again on Shark Tank and they'll say, hey, you know, I'm asking for $80,000 for, you know, 20% equity stake in my company. And what are you going to do with the money? Well, I need to, you know, hire a salesperson and, uh, and, and do some distribution, get some advertising. And that's not even nearly enough money. And a lot of times they'll say, hey, you know, you're, you're going to need so much more money than that. And they won't get any help because that tells the sharks that, you know, the individual hasn't really thought things out. So uh, a lot of times you've got to project income and expenses. You don't know. It's hard to be accurate when you are. I mean, you're going to have your fixed costs. Some of those things you can if you have your rent, if you are going to rent a place. Um, you know, you're going to have utilities. You're going to have other other costs and those are easy to project and to forecast out but there are a lot of variable costs that that you don't really know uh, they change uh, so you're going to need you know personal financial statement you know what are your startup costs business income how much money are you going to project and how did you arrive at that projection uh, any business expenses and you're probably going to need to get an income statement think about that balance sheets uh, cash flow statements I'm not going to get too much into each of these, but I, again, I just want to make you aware of what you're going to need. Lastly, you're also going to need to think about supporting documents in this in in the form of, uh, let's say, business cards. You know, you're going to need some of those. I I prefer digital, but you, you know, you still probably need some uh, traditional paper business cards. You might need letterhead. You're going to need a logo. Uh, who's going to design that? And a lot of times you can go uh, to a place called uh, Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, -R, and you can get some of this stuff made. You'll find freelancers that are on there. Uh, usually it, it's relatively inexpensive, but um, compared to what you might have to pay to have a, a design uh, company you know, do something like that for you. I think uh, you might get something for like $10 and there may be a few extra fees. So for 15 bucks, you might get a logo or at least uh, uh, an idea, a sample, because it, it, you know, that might not be what you wanted. And sometimes it's hard to communicate exactly what it is that you need. So that's why it's always good, I think, in, in a way to work with a professional, work with somebody local, or at least somebody that you know you can communicate with and, and has a good understanding of of the language and, and what, what it is that you want. Um, a lot of quality people there, a lot of qualified people. But um, if you're just trying to toss out an idea and you're not really sure if you're going to pursue it, uh, you just want to put get a visual. You know, going to a place like Fiverr is good. And, and there's some people that do charge, um, you know, uh, higher prices and, and the perceived 
quality is something that you have to think about. Uh, I think there's also something called 99 Designs, and uh, they have different levels where you can uh, get a logo made. But a logo is going to be a lot of things. It's going to go on your letterhead. It's going to go on your business cards. It's going to go on your website. So you want to make sure that you get the, the, the right files that you need for that. Uh, you need to think about any barriers in, in the way of communication with uh, your employees. And I'm talking about maybe even uh, uh, how you communicate. Some employees you have to break it down uh, and some employees you don't. But it just really depends on the level of the employee. Same thing with your customers. Everybody perceives things differently. They interpret things differently when, when they read something. Uh, so you've got to really think about those things and have documentation in place for that. Uh, obviously, employee rules, if you're going to have an organization, a small company, there are rules that, that employees are going to have to follow and abide by and regulations in place to you know, prevent any conflicts and to help resolve them in the event that that they do pop up. I mean, I always say uh, whenever there's people involved, the potential for uh, problems exists. So you've got to be prepared for that, and that's kind of why I, I, I would uh, go with my first hire being somebody from the HR department, you know, a human resource person who knows all about this because they're going to be able to set everything up. Everything starts with your mission you know, the company, the goals of the mission of the organization. Um, and then you have your technological infrastructure. Those are the main things. And then you have HR come in and they are going to craft your policies um, to help you meet those goals based off of your capabilities. So uh, you also want to list any uh, potential liaisons developed with other organizations within the community. So if you are active in the community, you want to you know be able to uh, take that into consideration. Who are some potential uh, liaisons? Do I want to work with the colleges, with the universities, as an educator, as somebody who's creating content? Uh, do I want to get involved with maybe uh, a, a community college that has a uh, digital media course uh, or program, I should say, is that somebody that I want to get aligned with? So you really need to think about those things, partnerships uh, within your community. And then any benefits, how can you benefit, you know, any benefits of community involvement? If you're getting involved in the community, you know, how is that beneficial? So uh, I think those are things that uh, you kind of need to think about. Also, marketing. You know, are you going to make flyers? And this goes back to your logos, advertisement, company newsletters. You've got to have those things uh, in place. You've got to think about those things. It's not urgent. It's probably not the first thing. But, you know, one of the things with marketing is it, it's to make people aware. You're not necessarily selling anything, but you're making people aware that your product or your service exists. So the other thing to think of... Um, is any any kind of legal um, items or things that are miscellaneous things. Sometimes permits come up, certificates come up, there's licenses you need to have, 
tax requirements. And all of these things are going to be different uh, state to state, maybe even municipality to municipality, uh, but certainly from country to country. If you're operating in the United States, there's going to be completely different requirements compared to if you are operating in um, Brazil, China, Germany. There's different codes. So you need to have uh, all of these things, uh, you know, any policies, procedure manuals, things like that. You've got to have all those things uh, in order to, um, <clears throat> or as you grow, I mean, that's that's an integral part of your plan. So that's going to wrap it up for um, the business plan. Um, you know, just to recap, you do want to... Uh, have your executive summary, business description, and analysis. You're going to, uh, you know, your organization and marketing plan, which I kind of touched up on today, a financial plan, and any supporting documents. Uh, supporting documents are really, really important. I will tell you a brief story on that. Um, I have a friend who has a business, and he's, you know, been successful, and um when we talk about where he's at, progress he's making or hasn't made, um, it kind of comes down to the same thing. And is he's he's unable to grow. He's unable to scale. And, to, you know, like he would like to. And I remember years ago, I was in the San Antonio market and I had a customer who had a uh, pest control business. And it was the same thing. He could never grow it because he was a hard worker. He did great service. Customers loved him, but he just could not replicate himself. And a lot of times, if you don't have the systems in place, you don't have the procedures in place, it's really, really hard for you to be able to grow because in talking to my friend, he has not been able to accomplish that. And when I asked him, how long does it take? He told me he was training somebody. And I asked, how long does it take? And he gave me a time frame. And I thought, well, are you documenting that? Do you have any procedures? Are you, you know, putting the training? Do you have a training manual? And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, so what happens when this person doesn't make it? This person leaves. Are you starting all over again from scratch? And how long is it going to take you to get to where this person can do the job by themselves? And then you can move on to do other things. So it's really, really important that the supporting documents, uh, that you think about those, especially when it comes to outlining procedures and training your employees, because you want to get some continuity. You want to get some uniformity. It's got to be something that everybody can go to so that you can actually start making some progress, get some traction, and work on some other things. So I'm going to go ahead and stop right there. Thank you for listening. Again, this is Mike Hernandez with Mike Out. I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you.